This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome, everyone, to this week's edition of Behind the Braves, the official podcast of the Atlanta Braves. I'm Atlanta Braves Digital Media Content Manager Ricky Mast, and I'll be joined shortly by my co-host, Director of Braves Alumni Relations, Greg McMichael. One of my favorite things about getting to work for the Braves and also in hosting this show, perhaps my favorite thing, is the people that I'm fortunate enough to meet and that Greg and I are fortunate enough to interview on Behind the Braves. And I think today's show is an excellent, excellent example of that and why we love doing this so much. Of course, if you've been a longtime listener to Behind the Braves, you know every February during Black History Month, we try to have at least one, if not multiple episodes that are done in, in honor of or in conjunction with Black History Month. And, and this year, we are so honored to kick off our Behind the Braves Black History Month, and we are so honored and excited to kick off this year's Behind the Braves Black History Month episodes with two young women who got to meet a couple of weeks ago for the first time. Uh, we're working with them on doing some things in Braves marketing this season, and in talking with them, to me, it seemed like a no-brainer to have them as guests on Behind the Braves. Uh, Emily Heidel, she is the granddaughter of Hank and Billy Aaron and Kyra Simeon, the granddaughter of the late Bill Lucas and Ruby Lucas. And we just thought, you know, obviously the, the, the family connections there with, with these two, no-brainer to have them on the podcast. But also in talking with them and meeting with them about business and things that we're working on, I thought that it'd be great just to have them on the show to learn a little bit about them, their careers, where they hope to go, uh, where they've been, and boy, they did not disappoint. I always know we've had a good show when we've hit stop on the recorder, you know, we've had a nice long conversation, the interview is over, and then we all just take our headsets off, turn the mics off, and we sit there and talk for as long as, if not longer than the interview. And that's what happened with Greg, myself, Emily, and Kyra, just two outstanding women who... Uh, I know you're going to love hearing from. And once you finished our, our episode today, by all means, please go check out Emily and Kyra's podcast. It's called The Ball Out with E and K. We're going to put the link in our episode description. And of course, you can find that just like you find Behind the Braves, wherever you get your podcasts. Also, give Emily a follow on Instagram. She's Emmy Heidel, which is E-M-I-H-A-Y-D-E-L. And also give Kyra a follow on Instagram. She is K-Y underscore S-E-M-I. So without further ado, here they are. Emily and Kyra. Well, Emily, Kyra, is it Kyra or do you prefer Kai? I saw on your, your tag, it um, said Kai. Both Kyra works. They work? Kyra? Kyra? Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll go with Kyra. <laughs> That's what, I get Rick and Ricky all the time and occasionally other names, but those are the two I usually get. Well, thank you both for just joining us and coming all the way down here and taking part of your afternoon to, to spend some time with us. We really appreciate it, first of all. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Thank you. So right out of the gate, just so our listeners know, why don't you all each tell us your uh, your family connections to the Braves, because they're as, as strong as anybody mm-hmm. around here, that's for sure. Emily? Uh, my grandfather um, is Hank Aaron, um, and he played for the Braves for a number of years, and you know, he's... He was my grand, or he is my granddad. So yeah, yeah. What's your car? And my granddad is uh, Bill Lucas. Yes, he was a 
the general manager for the Braves. I think he was the first black mm -hmm. uh, general manager in all of baseball, which is really cool. Yeah, we've his uh, there's conference room named after him upstairs. We've recorded mm -hmm. shows in there. Actually, we actually recorded with uh, Marquise and Antonio Grissom last year during Black History Month in the Bill oh, Lucas nice. conference room. And it's very cool up there that there's a lot of the baseball decisions that are made today are made in that room. And then, of course, Hank. I mean, there's there's you look anywhere in this ballpark and there's something <laughs> Hank related, which is awesome. Yeah. All right. So let's let's get right into it then here. What do you guys do? What is your career and what what are some things you're you're, you're into? Um, right now I'm in marketing and yeah, that's been my career for a while, which is pretty cool. Um, part time just Honestly, just marketing mainly, and also graphic design and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's what I've been doing. It's been cool. I started in photography and like journalism, and then I just moved my way to marketing. So it's been chill. Okay. Yeah. I think it's funny. I think a good preface for this is that our uh, grandparents have been friends or had been friends for many years before we were even um, a thought, I would say. So, and actually we've been best friends since... Uh, a long time Forever. like since we've been now we can say over 20 years 25 years Jeez. Wow. and um <laughs> but we used to have a podcast together um yeah I wasn't sure if I was gonna mention that. I mean yeah, I yeah. thought that was gonna come up I was like do I do that oh we were gonna ask about it was on the list <laughs> okay that was gonna be my second I guess we had a podcast together and um from Kyra sort of getting me into podcasts I started to do podcasts on my own um and did a mix of hosting with the uh, the Dodgers. Uh, I'm sorry, Braves fans. Um, That's okay. We've had a lot of fun at their expense the last couple of years <laughs> on sure. here, so it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I did. I hosted for the Dodgers for a bit. I've done a couple of podcasts um, hosting and producing sort of things um, here in the States and in Korea. And so now I do mm. also, like Kyra, um, marketing, mostly digital within like social media, PR and stuff for different entertainment platforms and um, I guess k-pop acts and things like okay. that yeah. yeah that's awesome well yeah. i know your family as well just because i'm you know i'm the director of alumni relations so i've had mm -hmm. a lot of um connections over the years with i didn't get a chance to meet your grandfather but i know ruby really well and she's such a sweetheart and, and of course hank when i first took this job one of the first things i did was march right into his office and and say hey you know uh just started and would love to talk to you about what we're doing yeah. and he was just as nice as it can be and so i have some good memories uh, of course we had him on the podcast and he was always very gracious for with his time and to talk to me about things and then um so i i have good uh, memories about your your all's families i know i have a daughter at home at my youngest that would die to be here because she's learning korean really she's in high school she's a junior she loves in hypen that's her favorite group she's been to their concert what? yeah oh, she um, she saw that they were there i saw they yeah, went to the yeah, dodgers, dodgers yeah, game yeah, yeah, yeah. and um so her dream is in college is to do you know work study over there and um and korea her and her, and her best friend they they just they love everything korean yeah. she works at a korean restaurant Kimchi, no way. Kimchi Red up in Alpharetta, which is phenomenal. Wow. And um, She's immersing go, herself. Yeah. She she, she, she committed she for a year to work there. She loves it. So we all, every chance we get, she's like, hey, uh, I don't even ask her, where do you want to go eat tonight? I already <laughs> know that. Um, so anyway, we have a good time with that. But I know she'd love to, to meet you guys. Yeah. And, yeah. And, she should uh, talk, talk to her about, about um, 
mainly she went to Seoul and she taught there and just got to live there for a while. Yeah, I read that. Job. I feel like that would be perfect for her. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to meet her. Okay, yeah, that'd be sure. great. Yeah, yeah, so she's she's all about, you know, South Korea. And, of course, we watch K-pop drama. I mean, K-dramas. K-dramas all the time. Oh, my gosh. I mean, they're, they're really good, but we, we watch those. And, and Do you she, have a favorite? Oh, my gosh. I'm in the middle of one right now. And then, but we've seen, like, uh, one of them was called something Crash Landing. Crash Landing on yeah, You. That yeah, was, that was my first one ever. That was pretty good. And then right now, what's it? Uh, it's called... Called, uh, uh, it's okay to, to not, not be, be okay. okay. So yeah. we're, I'm watching that one right now. But we're watching some really good ones. Those yeah. came out right in the middle of the pandemic too. So a lot yeah. of people, like with all the time they had, were able to watch um, those two dramas. And yeah, well, I used good. to love watching Hallmarks, which we never talked about on this, but they can get really. <laughs> I wonder <cheesy>. why. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but so that's something as a family we've just kind of, especially the Christmas shows, growing up. But now, I mean, those shows are made so well, mm-hmm. and the acting is so good it's mm-hmm. it's amazing but in sun kim our award-winning designer here we've talked about he's korean so we've talked about some of those and yeah and uh, his his kids and um but anyway i told him to try that restaurant because it's really really good hey now <laughs> kimchi red you said kimchi red okay yeah. we will be yeah it's all family style it's a family restaurant so the recipes are like family owned kind Ooh, of thing okay but paul bird another one of our alumni paul's our sideline reporter he's there every week he'll really? call me take a picture with my daughter hey I'm just in here getting some food. <laughs> I love that. I want to know her schedule so we can like pop up and be like, what's up? Oh, oh yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. That'd yeah. be great. Yeah. You mentioned y'all had a podcast. What uh, What was the, I, I already, spoiler it, I already looked up a little bit about it, but what was some of the, some of the guests and some of the things you talked about on your podcast? Well, mainly we were just talking about, we were thinking about baseball in general, but um, Emily's very into sports. Obviously, she was the in-game host. I love going to games. I love going to Braves games. I love the culture of it, but I don't know anything about anything <laughs> at all. And so we were just talking about like bringing that together where we're doing pop culture meets also sports, mainly mm-hmm. baseball. And, and some of our personal lives. And per- it, a lot of personal lives. Yeah. So we just kind of made it where we were, it was conversational. It was like talking, it was mainly like our conversations, but also bringing some people in mm-hmm. to kind of, you know, educate, but also just talk about, just talk to talk, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. I feel like one interesting thing, I don't know if you want to show how much you don't know about sports. <laughs> I think you told me a story about when, um, I don't know if this is like sacrilegious to talk about, but when Barry Bonds was going after the record. Oh, yes. God, that was so embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> I had no, I, I had no concept of anything. When he was going after the record, I was talking to my mom and I was like, Uncle Hank should just go to a, we should just take him to a field. I'll throw some balls. He'll like, he'll get the record back. We got this. <laughs> I, was like, we can just, I was like, home runs. Let's just do it. Let's just toss some balls. Yeah. Got this. <laughs> like, What's the problem? Yeah, I'm like, hey, let's get that man out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, Hira, oh dear. Oh dear. We've been to a number of Braves games together and I don't know. It, I mean, as people know, baseball is definitely a, a, a social time to come and sit and chill mm-hmm. out. But we have conversations and, you know, we learn about the sport. It's been it's been a journey. But um, I guess uh, guests that we've had on the podcast. We've had um, we've had a range. We've mm-hmm. had uh, we started with John Carlos Danton. That's, was... that's a heck of a first guest. <laughs> <laughs> that's a pretty good first guest there. Great, but great. to show what we were asking about, we were like, what dating sites do you go on? So all the hard hitting <laughs> questions. That's fun, though. I would People listen to that. Yeah. 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 I mean, we were like 21. So we were actually very curious. Um, <laughs> 
but he said farmers only. And so <laughs> we weren't too pleased with that. We thought he was going to say like Raya or something like actual, but anyway. And who that's else when he was being traded and we're like, hey, yeah. what about the Braves? Hmm? Yes, it's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we had um, Hurt Bay, our friend Courtney George, oh. and she went viral on YouTube for a breakup and she became really popular. So we had mm-hmm. her. We had, we've had a lot of people. Naz Perez, who is a e-host and a, also an in-game host for the Braves and a producer for The Bachelor. We had Omar Benson Miller. He was on, um, oh. yeah, Ballers. I met him mm-hmm. years ago in the, uh, in the MLB fan cave, oh. I believe. And I can't remember what he was in at the time because this is, gosh, 10, 11 years ago, but... He was super fun to be around. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. He is a fun time for sure. Um, And then we've actually had a lot of our friends, um, some of them who have, I guess, gotten to the pro semi pro level um, across different sports, whether it's uh, lacrosse or soccer, football as well, football. Really? Yeah. Your friend who played for Cincinnati. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, we've had a couple of Michigan, former Michigan um, players and stuff like that. So people within our network, I would say Giancarlo. Hopefully we're not forgetting someone else, but is it maybe our biggest I guest? I think he was our biggest guest. To start, yes. yeah. And it was yeah. a lot of emailing and just connections through connections, being like, would you want to hop on our podcast? And mm-hmm. I think, right. I don't think they knew what the podcast was to agree to it, which kind of worked in our favor. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's good. Yeah. Especially Giancarlo. I don't no. know how that happened. <laughs> no, that was just, I think that was a favor, truth, truthfully. Yes. Um, but yeah, and then... I'm trying to, th- we once emailed, we used this like agency website to get like uh, agent emails and we tried to email Dansby's email or agent people and they were like, respectfully, no. <laughs> but yeah. Don't feel bad. We couldn't even get him on. Our- <laughs> oh, really? Oh, shoot. He was okay. never on here. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Okay. Um, so what I love about this, this discussion with, with both of y'all is I love how, especially at so young, because you said you started when you were around 21, yeah. that age or so, just the the confidence and the curiosity, whatever other words you want to use to go out there and just try something like that and to really do it. I think for me personally, that's something I relate to a lot. I spent most of my twenties doing that, trying to find my Mm. place. And, and then it all worked out later on where I ended up working for my, my childhood favorite team. That's awesome. Never planned that out, but it, this road of just, let me try this. Well, let me try blogging or let me Mm -hmm. try to go, maybe I'll go work for this radio station for a little bit or, or, or whatever, mm-hmm. um, just immersing myself in all kinds of different things mm-hmm. until it, a path finally formed. And I love that that's that, that, that y'all have not just with the podcast, but in just reading up on you both that you're out there just mm. trying, doing your thing. I mean, I wonder this about myself sometimes because I think I think I know, but I, I don't know if I'll ever truly know where. Why did I want to like, why was I that way in my 20s? What mm. what brought me to that? What do you think influenced you to? Kind of, I mean, you went to Korea, lived for a couple of years. You know, you're you're out here doing all right, graphic design, hosting a podcast. I mean, for me, I think it's it's probably upbringing and family that that led me to the path I'm on. But wh- for both of y'all, where where do you think that influence comes from? Hmm. Um, I think one, I think it is being curious, and I think that once you realize that if you ask enough questions and try, you can open doors, and it's mainly the trying to see what what where you can get and just keep it going. I definitely think it's family as well. My family, um, I feel like, I would say I'm raised in a matriarchy where my grandmother, Ruby, you guys know her, she's very, very persistent. And I always say she's <laughs> such a short lady, but she stands so tall. <laughs> right, mm-hmm. she does. I feel like I've learned that from like all the women in my family, my mom, my aunt, and everyone, they always just do. I think, I think they got that from my granddad, to be honest, and everyone else. But I do think that it is just 
understanding that you can command a room no matter who you are, where you are. And so with that and with that like with that inspiration, I think that's where it, where I learned to ask questions and just keep going mm. and just see how far you can get, which is awesome mm. because it let me here, which yeah. is pretty cool. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, this is definitely full circle, 100% yeah. for both of us. Um, but uh, I think personally for our podcast, uh, we, as I said, had been friends for so long and we would have seven to 10 hour like phone calls when we were in high school and just like not really doing much. So we were just talking on the phone all the time. And one day Kyra was like, why don't we make this like a podcast? And then we just started to try a bit and... That for me uh, segued into you know other stuff with the K-pop world and things like that and podcasts that I hosted and produced and um, I certainly at the time that we started our podcast didn't intend to I I wasn't even thinking much about K-pop I knew what it was um, but I didn't have much interest in it and then I I always say that like uh, you know people are like constantly wanting to be busy and doing things but. Thankfully, and if you have the means, of course, like we, we had just finished college or you were finishing your last semester, I believe, or like, uh, no, I think I was done around that time. You were finishing up. Okay. Um, and we both had just a lot of time on our hands and I feel like, uh, you know, when you feel like you have a lot of time on your hands, you're like, I'm not doing anything. It's actually like one of the best times to like sit and reflect and have new ideas, have new, you know, time to work on these kinds of side projects that could ultimately lead to something down the line that you would, uh, never expect yourself doing. And that was kind of what happened in that five month range after I, I also interned with the Mets. I'm sorry. Um, and <laughs> once we've I, had a lot of fun at their expense too. It's fine. Totally fine. Actually yeah. the end of that season, uh, the Braves were in New York, um, and it was on my birthday. That was the last day of the home season for the Mets, and I was like, oh, this is nice. The Braves are here. Anyway. Yeah, nice. Um, but, yeah, uh, there was like a five-month gap between that point and moving to L.A. that um, I was just mostly at home, chilling, and um, that was when I kind of discovered K-pop in the same vein as well. So I think that that time was necessary. And I've had, thankfully, some gaps in between here and there um, and work you know, because of COVID, whatever, um, where I've been able to kind of sit and think and uh, ruminate. And so I feel like that's a thing that's very important Mm. um, every so often to just have that bit of time Mm -hmm. to, you know, think, I guess. That's very true. Also, you just have, I think we also realize that like, I think everyone has this where you have so many skills that you've acquired and you're not really doing much with, there's, you cannot do much with it. But I think we kind of use that time, the gaps in between to kind of work those muscles even with graphic designs, we made, we made, she stickers. made all the graphics. Oh yeah. I made yeah. stickers yeah. for the podcast. It was mm-hmm. just, we, we didn't even have a huge face, but it was just something to do where it's just yeah. kind of using that creative bone and Emily would do the editing and we just kind of came together and used, we worked our muscles, I think, but mm-hmm. I think it mm-hmm. all came out pretty well, which yeah. is awesome. That's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, I remember years ago when I was still trying to find my path, I thought that I was going to go into like sports radio and so i put together a demo reel of the stuff that i'd done and put together a package and i literally mailed out i don't know 30 of these huge like manila envelopes full of stuff and my demo reel to just cold call through the mail essentially to all these sports radio stations all over the southeastern and midwestern united states mm-hmm. as far as i was willing to go from virginia at that time mm-hmm. and if i think i sent out around 30 yeah. and one out of the 30 called back and it was a guy who ran a station, I think, in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Uh-huh. And he goes, I, I can't hire you, but I'm just very interested in you. Oh, I, just wonder, I was like, well, all right, you're the only one that called. But it was kind of that thing of I tried so many things that he was, even though he didn't have a place for me, he's like, well, this is, you're interesting. So where oh, do you want to cool. go from here and help along the way? So right. that's great. Yeah. One thing I was going to say, and I kind of relate this back to uh, my best friend in high school. 
uh, he was ambidextrous, so mm-hmm. he could kick and throw with different hands. And, and it felt like that when you have multiple things that you're good at, it's hard to really focus on the one thing. I, I feel very blessed because I could only do one thing, <laughs> and that was throw a ball. And mm-hmm. so I put all my energy into doing that. Mm-hmm. And I think that, and then I had this, uh, you know, creative instinct that allowed me to learn from my mistakes and, mm-hmm. and try new things. And I think sometimes in business, we, we look at um, all the different things we could do. And yeah. I think it's great to try different things, but really trying to hone in on what you're really, really good at. And then being creative in that, that kind of pinpoint, you know, uh, focus. But it is hard. And I think mm-hmm. sometimes people are good at multiple things mm-hmm. and then trying to figure out, well, which direction do I go? And yeah. Sometimes it's a blessing. And I think that's where you got to go and you got to fail. And then you got to say, you know, um, what did I learn from that? Can mm-hmm. I apply that? And but also when you're young, it's great because you have the opportunity not to you don't have a, a wife or a husband, you don't have kids, mm-hmm. you don't have, you know, have all these major commitments that can kind of force you into a way that you have to make it work. But mm-hmm. I love I love the idea of, of being creative and trying different things because it does teach you a lot about yourself mm-hmm. and then figuring out how to stretch you. My kids, um, I've got three that are married and mm-hmm. one still in high school, but one of them said that he started jumping out of planes because he knew he was scared and he was in the army and he really wanted to get his wings, you know, from, from being uh-huh. a paratrooper because he, he wanted to conquer his fear. I thought that was cool. fascinating. Of course, I would have never done that. I'm scared of heights, but the fact that he understood that he wanted to see if he could do it and, and what that would teach him. But I don't always suggest going after your weaknesses and, and trying to make your weaknesses stronger. It's like pitching. I wouldn't sit there work on my third best pitch. Mm-hmm. You're better off using that energy working on your best pitch uh-huh. and always trying to get that better because you've already, you're already strong in that area. Mm-hmm. So there, there's a saying that don't try to make your weaknesses you know, better, make your strengths stronger. Oh. And so um, I think that's helped me kind of understanding this business world a little bit and, and try not to focus too much on what I'm weak at, understanding it, mm-hmm. but not trying to make it better because it's probably not going to happen. How do y'all feel like hosting has like helped you in other areas, I guess? Um, let's see. Counseling Ricky's good listener. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's true. That's true. I can tell you one, one way and I think about this fairly often, especially this time of year, especially Black History Month, because we we host episodes every year that are related to Black History Month or in that that theme. And I think one of my favorite things I've taken away from this is, so I grew up in very rural part of Virginia. 99% of the people that I went to school with and was around looked like me, mm-hmm. right? It was mostly white, not many people of, of color. And I think I, I was raised well by my parents, but I think one of the best things that I've taken of not only hosting the show, but moving here is what I've learned and just hearing experiences, getting to talk to people, getting to talk to your grandfather, getting to ask what it was like for him getting to talk to Marquise and Antonio Grissom or Marvin Freeman or oh my gosh there's there's so many great guests we've had over the years really just learning I'm one of my favorite things that that Marquise one of the, we're 150 episodes in one of my favorite quotes ever from the show was I when we had Marquise on for the first time I was asking him about you know he runs this youth baseball association and growing the game and 
reviving baseball in inner cities. And I was all about asking them, you know, what can we better do as an industry to grow the game in inner cities and make sure we've got more African-American big leaguers? Mm -hmm. Because that number has dwindled so low. And he goes, well, what I'm doing is I'm not raising big leaguers. I'm trying to raise young men Mm -hmm. who need somebody to help guide them. And that kind of struck me because I was so focused on the baseball part Mm -hmm. of it. I went, yes, he's teaching these kids baseball, but he's, he's helping to raise young men here. So I've, that is the biggest thing I've taken away is just learning from people who've had different backgrounds or different upbringings or just different sets of circumstances completely different from my own that's probably way deeper than you were than you were asking but Mm. but that's the number one thing i think Mm. you would think five years in i would get used to like not hating my own voice when i'm editing i haven't gotten used to that maybe someday that'll help i think i think it's given me more confidence not just in in hosting but just in other areas and being able to talk to people. Yeah. I don't know. What do you about Yeah, I, I think for me, being interested in people just in everyday conversations. So not just having a podcast to be interested in somebody, but really asking questions about people. Hey, you know, because so many times we get so focused in on our own life, our own job, our own that we don't we don't see the environment around us. We don't see the people around us. And mm-hmm. so I think learning to ask questions, learning to be truly interested in other people. Mm -hmm. because we all have so much to share. And when you talk about culture and the work environment, you talk about just your community at large. So I grew up in Tennessee, but I was, you know, I grew up playing at the boys club and, you know, and and doing things like that. So I I didn't feel like that I was kind of secluded, you know, Um, but moving to Atlanta, what my kids have experienced versus me. I mean, we lived in a cul-de-sac where the neighbor was from Norway. The other neighbor was from New Delhi. The other neighbor was from New York. I mean, it was really a multicultural, you know, diverse group. And my kids just, that's all they know. I mean, we were in a neighborhood at one one time where we were the minority, we were 80% were Indian. Oh. And, um, and so I think they have a different perspective than I do, which I love. And I think that's what Atlanta brings. But I think even though you are around a bunch of different people, if you don't ask questions and if you don't engage, you're going to, you're, you're not going to grow. You're not going to do yeah. anything. I mean, you're going to just stay to your own, your own self. So I think the podcast has helped me ask questions, better questions, and yeah. just in, learn to engage with people. I think that's what I really love about podcasts, actually, is, well, I feel like when it comes to just any issues between people, I feel like it's usually miscommunication, and it's just, honestly, we're all humans. If you, I sometimes look around, I'm just like, oh, everyone has an individual story. <laughs> they have right. parents, they have, like, traditions that they grew up with, and it's just insane that if you ask anyone, they have something to tell you, which is kind of the cool part of just having the conversation, talking to people, mm-hmm. and getting to know them, and just kind of outside of your vision and outside of yourself. It's pretty sure. cool. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
if a young woman or a young girl who's maybe getting ready to go to college, maybe in college or coming out of school, even if not college, you both have been successful in kind of blazing your own trail, willing to try new things. What would your advice be to somebody? It doesn't even have to be in sports, just somebody who has kind of a dream or they're driven, but they don't know. All right, where do, where is that next path? Like, where 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 should I go in life? What what advice do you have for somebody who's uh, big dreams, but they don't really know, you know, where to go next? Um, I feel like with college specifically, I was thinking about that recently. Um, I think that my advice would be honestly ask around and join whatever interests you. Yeah. It is about understanding what you're good at, and there's so many things, so many different opportunities. Especially in college, you can host a radio show. You can I was um, the editor of a magazine, and I'm dyslexic. I would not have thought I could do that <laughs> before, but I, that was something that I was able to work my skills and understand and mm-hmm. hone. And so I think it's just be curious, and if you like anything at all, there's probably a club for it, there's probably a group for it, there's probably a room for you. And I think that's exactly where you find so many specific niches that you can be amazing at. I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, you, Emily? Yeah, if, it, if there's not already one for it, then you should start it on your own. Um, I think... Yeah, immediately when I got into college, I tried to get as involved as I could with sports broadcasting. And in addition to, you know, working with the school TV network and um, Big Ten Network, which was the the they had student use at each school for us to broadcast the non-revenue games. So anything that wasn't football or a huge basketball game, men's basketball, I should say, um, we would work on that. But there wasn't a journalism or broadcasting major at Michigan. So a lot of people tried to get involved with extracurricular stuff, but what helped also, and I think uh, at the time I was at Michigan, I interned or was a student manager for the Michigan baseball team. And um, which actually one of the guys is in the, one of the double, I think it's the double A. Anyway, um, I got involved as a student manager there and helped to have me understand the game more from being closer to the players, closer to the the coaches, um, analyzing and learning about the tape. Even though I'd been around baseball my whole life, there was a lot that like I I wouldn't have been able to like know what a slider really looks like or what a changeup really looks like or like what a um a uh, I don't know I I can't uh, think of all the different things I didn't know. But I feel like um you know getting involved as if you know the kind of um. I guess, path you want to go for, uh, getting involved as quickly as possible. And then if you don't like it, then you can change it up. But like uh, getting as involved as possible, if whatever it is you want doesn't exist, then you can definitely create it on your own. And there's certainly a community for everything. So, um, so yeah, that's what I would say. And you don't have to go straight. So like if you want to do broadcasting, I would say like, and you really want to be a football silent reporter one day, of course, try to, you know, get all the silent reporter um, opportunities while in college. But maybe try to intern for your football team so you can know more about the business side of it. And so that, you know, when you do end up reporting about it, you'll have more contacts and you'll have more context to like what you're, I guess, saying. So that's great. Yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one thing I wanted to ask you both. So I've, I've mentioned this on our show before. So I, I, uh, my late grandfather, he and I were like best buddies. Like we had a great relationship. I was fortunate to have him for gosh, almost 30 years fortunate to have all four of my grandparents for a long time and mm. my nana's 83 and she's still walking she'd walk right in here now and, and tell me what's what and still very much uh, in good shape so nice. still glad to have like have her with me but I had a pretty special bond with the one grandparent in particular uh, and it's funny he's been gone for 10 years but I still think about him almost every day or mm-hmm. something like that he said or did like will make me smile or is there anything I mean you mentioned Ruby already and it can be any grandparent that you've 
any advice or anything they shared with you that's that, that sticks with you that mm. stuck with you that you still every now and then just just think about mm. huh um i guess you know uh so yesterday was my my grandfather's birthday and um there was a my grandmother's church had like a musical tribute to him um we were both there and um i think the one thing that about he never really said a lot of quotes um i think when i reminisce about him with my brother or my parents or my my uh grandmother it's more about like just like the little minor things you know that you remember and you're like dang i'm gonna miss that um but i I think one thing i remember about him for sure was yeah i mean a lot of people talk about it it was how humble he was he really was very like to himself um, despite, you know, all of the great things and how uh, lauded he was internationally um, within baseball, I think he was just always very understated. Um, and I, I, Kyra knows I can have a bit of an ego about myself. Um, <laughs> In the best of ways. Right. Um, so sometimes when I catch myself having a bit of an ego or like if I see like I, I little things if I see him like on you know scrolling past on something on social media or whatever uh or an interview like I watch a lot of um his older uh he did this like round table with a lot of the old timers like uh uh Willie Mays um Sandy Koufax uh Johnny Bench I believe it was like an MLB network exclusive and you could just tell like he was just n- not saying that they weren't but like he was very just like to himself and like very gracious with everything so I try we'll try um in the future to be more like that but that's just something i and even amongst me and my my uh family he was definitely the more quiet one Mm. for sure but he definitely had his things that if i talk about too long i'll tear up about but um i definitely miss you know those kinds of things yeah yes and for me my um i've only had my grandmother to be honest right grandfather passed before i was born actually all my grandparents except for my grandmother but um she doesn't have any phrases either, but um, I believe, like I said, it was her presence. It's her presence hmm. that I've learned from so often. She commands a room. You guys have met her, and I feel like she always is very. She makes herself known. She's so sweet. Mm-hmm. I think she handles herself. She's like a little southern lady, and I love that because she's so polite. But she demands, and she demands what she demands, and she's the queen, as we say at my family. <laughs> and I just really feel like I've learned from her in the way that I sometimes can feel. I don't know. Sometimes you don't know what you can achieve. And I think that she taught me she was a teacher when she, at first in Florida. And then she is now just handling so much, so many things. I think she carries my, even my grandfather. I never met him, but I feel like I know him right. truly because of my family and because of the way that she carries on his legacy. And everything that she's done with that has always been incredible to me. So I think I've learned a lot from that. And I've learned a lot from her and just how strong and amazing one person can be and help hmm. with like just the family and people that you can build up from one person so it's really awesome that's awesome yeah that's great i know that um i know ruby's always got a smile on her face and she's very involved with hbcu classic which was named after your grandfather the mm-hmm. gar lucas classic and so i get a chance to work on that um along with uh, our great team here and that's getting ready to come up so i hope you guys will be able to be a part of that and it'll be up at uh, the gwinnett stripers and 
Um, we heard but anyway, she might be throwing out the first pitch. Oh, there we go. Good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Ruby will be here. She, you know, get to see her there. And then, of course, Alumni Weekend, Hall of Fame Weekend. We have those events as well, which fall under uh, alumni relations. And so I get some uh, some good interaction throughout the year. I do remember one thing about Hank is that um, Hank was very, in my opinion, I mean, he was very humble. He was understated. Mm-hmm. He obviously... It was as big as the game. I mean, um, or one of the biggest characters in the game. And but he didn't let you. He didn't act like that. He didn't let you know that. And so I've been around a lot of ball players mm. over the years, being one myself, and then in this role. And some people they feel like they have to let you know mm-hmm. how big they are. He was never like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very very gracious with. Um, and always, you know, he didn't like you said. He didn't have always the big quotes, but yeah. um, he let his. Um, you know, actions do the talking. One thing that I loved, I asked him one time, I said, listen, I know how successful you were on the field, right? Mm -hmm. That's, you can read about that all day long. I said, but I'm more curious about what you did off the field. Mm -hmm. How How did you become so successful as a businessman and, and the things you did around Atlanta, you know, owning BMW dealerships and, um, churches, chicken and Krispy Kreme and all these different ones. You know what? He could have said, oh, you know, I just was really good at um, looking at investments and all. But, you mm-hmm. know, you know what he said to me? He says, you know, I was very fortunate. I had good people around me. Mm-hmm. I had good people take care of me mm-hmm. and uh, and help me. And that's what he said. And I was blown away by that. And it's so true that you have to have good people around you. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what he what he told me. That always stuck with me because I, I uh, know how important that is as you guys are starting out to have good people around you that that have had good experience or that you know align with the way you think and and uh, sometimes they don't align with the way you think and you need to listen and um, but that always struck me it was just great um, it was great to hear but you know it was perfectly in line with who he was yeah yeah for sure I definitely I think maybe if he were sometimes I feel like uh, if he were a bit more boastful he you know because maybe he was so uh, quiet into himself he sometimes uh, like I asked my grandmother a lot like you know, in the 70s when it was like his prime, like what was, who would you liken him to like nowadays? Like, would he be like a LeBron James of like, you know, basketball? I mean, at the time also baseball was more of the nation sport, but like, you know, who is he like? So I could kind of equate it in my head. And she sometimes was like, well, because he was so to himself, sometimes he didn't get, you know, Willie Mays, a lot of people compare the two. And of course, um, he was way more um, loud and I guess out there, I guess. So I think sometimes, um, Maybe he doesn't get the full attention I think he deserves. And I, I hear it when in conversations when people are talking about baseball, not necessarily, of course, not here, I think. But like they'll be like, oh, he's up there with, you know, Willie Mays, uh, so-and-so, so-and-so. And he always sometimes gets left out. And sometimes I think I'm like, I think in a way, if he were more boastful, he would be in those conversations. But at the same time, you know, uh, the boastfulness could have led to having more people around him that maybe weren't the best for him, you know, mm-hmm. um, that wouldn't have been able to guide mm-hmm. him in, in the different ways post baseball and, you know, the success he was able to have mm-hmm. in that. And I think one thing I think about all the time that he emphasized with me and my brother and talking about like what he did outside of baseball was he started the chasing the dream foundation, which focuses on a lot of like, um, allowing youth underserved, underserved youth to pursue their careers, mostly in the arts and things that, um, you know, maybe aren't the easiest to get a career in and make money off of. And, um, so with me and my brother, he always emphasized like education to us all the time. Like that was the most important thing for us to, to, and um, that was something he carried and we would always be like well you you know 
you know, you had this such a successful career. Like, why can't we try it? He's like that. My chances were very, very low. Like, and that's one in a million type thing. You're not going to have this. So you should always bank on your education. I feel like whenever, like I, whenever we were around, he's always just very gentle giant, very kind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just very, mm-hmm. like you said, didn't have the quotes, but it was just very, just, I feel like everyone was always like running around and he mm-hmm. would just be sitting there calm. And yeah. it's really just nice to talk to. Yep. If you're just calm and chilling with him. Yep. Yep. My grandmother has, she calls the kitchen her kitchen cabinet it's like um Kyra's grandmother and a lot of their other friends and they come to my grandmother's house and they convene and talk and whatever and he was always just like in the back like all right <laughs> the most introverted person like <laughs> to himself. <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna interact yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so I, I remember the first time I, I met him years ago um it was just, it was at Turner Field. So it's, it's been a few years now. Mm-hmm. And we were doing it's just a little 10 minute Facebook Live thing for Major League Baseball on their Facebook page to promote the Hank Aaron Award. It was getting ready to be presented the next week. So he uh, he came down to the ballpark and I'd not met him before. So I was, I was, I was nervous. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was trying not to show up, but I was very nervous. Mm-hmm. And I was so struck by how within a couple minutes he just made me feel so comfortable because he was just a nice, gentle, sweet man. Mm-hmm. And and as soon as we were done, he didn't have anywhere to be for a little while. So he just started asking me about where I was from and oh, then really? was telling me about stories from years ago in baseball, about somebody he knew from that part of the country. Mm-hmm. And then full circle moment, I remember him, uh, it was just me, him, uh, Cedric, I believe uh-huh. is the driver, mm-hmm. and Beth Marshall from Braves PR. And we were just in there talking. And I remember him talking about, he goes, well, my granddaughter's at Michigan right now. And he was talking about that. And then, gosh, fast forward years later, and here we are all talking. And then I remember when we first moved into this ballpark, uh, the dedication of the Bill Lucas Conference Room, I can still see Ruby's smile. I mean, it was like like lighting up the whole building. Um, So just... All that to say, it's just a thrill just to, to get to know you both a, a little bit. And yeah. that I, I hope this is the first of many times we get to speak and, and mm-hmm. work together. And um, yeah, we could talk all day. Greg and I do sure. talk all day, yeah. but we don't want to keep you here all day. But, uh, yeah. but thank you all both so much for joining us. Thank, thank you. you for having mm-hmm. us. Yeah, really thank you. Yeah, this this is, was good. Yeah, certainly a full circle. Like when you were like, you can have time to think about it if you want to be guests. We were like, Kyra was like, oh, no, we don't need time. Oh, yeah. I was, when you asked that, I was just like, should I play it cool? And be like, yeah, we'll talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Have your people get in touch with yeah, our people. Right. Yeah, 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 sure. Yeah. Yeah. We are so busy. No, no, this was an honor. Seriously. And hopefully the Braves listeners are really, uh, our Braves country listening enjoyed it. I can well. I can speak for our uh, our listeners and say I know they're going to love every second of this. And I'm I'm not supposed to play favorites on here with our guests but this is instantly this is one of my favorite conversations we've ever had on here so thank you both for taking the time thank y'all thank Thank y'all